Oh, here we go! Okay, people, this is it. It's Tina here. Welcome to the very final episode of season one of the Hoof Begros of Noodlewood. Now, listen, this is serious. If you haven't listened to the first ten stories, then do that first so that you know exactly who everyone is, and how we got into the pickle <laughs> we're in. Now, as you know, every story is inspired by words sent in by you. But this very final story is going to use all the words sent in by you wonderful story makers through the season. <laughs> so listen up, and here we go. Now, at the end of the last story, all the animals, including the mother dragon, Brufus, the buffalo, and the hoofmagraws, had walked into a trap set by Bowie, the beast of Noodlewood. The fire hadn't been caused by lava from the volcano. No! The fungi farmer had lit the fires because Bowie had demanded he grow pumpkins. What? <laughs> Boomed Bowie. He switched his tail. He licked catnip off his whiskers. And he grinned so everyone could see his sharp, shiny teeth in his powerful jaws. This fire, he boomed, will burn until you are all destroyed. That'll teach you hick, for giving me hick, hick, hiccups. Hick. But then suddenly, Bowie <laughs> didn't look so smug. He swished his tail this way. He swished his tail that way. And where his tail went... So did a mighty flame! <laughs> he leapt! He ran in circles! The hiccups ran out of him, saw the fire, and ran back in! Help! Bowie bellowed and did everything <laughs> he could to put the fire out that was slowly creeping up his tail to his bum! <laughs> it was Millipod the cow who realized there was only one way to get this fire out fast. She whispered to Wilbur the woodpecker, who whispered to the man who drove the excavator, who whispered to Sublim the snake, who whispered to the hoof magras. And with great reluctance, everyone agreed they had no choice but to call the only creature who wasn't already there. And they all agreed that Millipod the cow should do it. Well, everyone stood very still as Millipod put her little robot on the ground. She pressed the big on button. The robot beeped. The robot bounced. The robot took one step, then two, then three, then bounced and jived and jiggled and danced. It looked 
<laughs> so silly. It looked so silly and so funny and so strange that all the animals began to join in. And the more who joined in, the harder they stamped. And the harder they stamped, the more the ground shook. The earth rattled, the trees swayed, and all the noise caught the attention of... Ooh, wait for it! The Conkle Witch of Noodlewood. <laughs> now, remember... She wasn't the girl she once was. She had been trapped by her own magic. Ah, Jemima grinned from ear to ear and patted the witch's wand in one of her pockets. <laughs> She'll do anything, Jemima said, to become herself again. And Jemima was right. The conkle witch of Noodlewood Trapped as an ant with a shell on her back, scuttled and scurried towards the noise. She chuckled and rubbed her feelers together. Where there is chaos, there are hoof magras. Where there are hoof magras, there will be my magic stick. Where there's my magic stick, there's all sorts of badness. To be had. I will curse them, the witch said. I will turn them into slugs. I will stamp on them all. Well, she ran through the trees. She ran through the grass. She ran around rocks and boulders. She ran to get her magic back. She scuttled and ran so fast that she didn't even notice how hot the ground was. She only stopped when she tripped over the great mother dragon's big toe. Lying flat on her back, the conkle witch squealed. Then she got very quiet when she saw every animal in the forest staring down at her. Nobody moved. Nobody spoke until the army man stepped out of the crowd. He opened his arms. He scooped the conkle witch up. There you are, my little one, he said with tears in his eyes. I've been looking for you. The army man hugged the conkle witch. He cried, she cried, and much to everyone's surprise, even without her magic stick, the conkle witch turned back from a tiny ant with a shell on her back into the girl in the yellow dress. She laughed, she sang, she hugged her dad, who looked at her closely and said in a serious voice, the forest needs help. It's time for you to be the best version of you. Oh, the conquer witch stood up. The conquer witch stood tall. The conquer witch took charge. <laughs> she sent the men with the excavator to dig a bigger lake. She sent Sublim the snake to protect the fish. She sent Wilbur the woodpecker to gather all the birds.
birds to fill their beaks with water. She sent Millipod the cow to squish milk on the flames. She sent the rest of the humans to throw soil on the fire. Brufus the buffalo had to go trample burning embers into the mud. The fungi farmer had to go help Rufus. <laughs> and the conkle witch sent the robot to throw Bowie into the lake to put his burning tail out. This girl moved people. She moved animals. She moved mountains. The earth, the water, the wind itself all fell under her spell. And in no time at all, the flames cooled, the burning stopped, and the fire went out. The conquer witch, at the height of her power, looked at her dad, the army man. She saw all the damage. She saw all the hurt and frightened animals. She saw all the worried, scared people. And she knew the job wasn't done. She went up to Horace and said, In your pocket, you have a daisy, a bright yellow daisy. Horace blinked and nodded. He had picked it up after their escape from the fungi farmer. He was going to give it to his teacher to say thank you for teaching me all about mushrooms. <laughs> well, the conkle witch said, such a gift has powerful magic. Give it to me now. Without hesitation, Horace dug into his pockets and pulled out the small yellow flower. The witch held it in her hands. She pressed it to her heart. Then she jumped onto the mighty talons of the mother dragon and said, fly. And as the mother dragon soared through the air, the conkle witch scattered the seeds and the petals from that flower all over the forest, where even a tiny dot of that flower landed Whole valleys bloomed, hundreds of flowers, thousands of flowers, millions and billions of flowers, each one bright and wild and rich and strong. The forest floor woke up to this new life and sprouted trees and shrubs and new rivers and mighty vines. And all the animals did what they did best. They grabbed seeds from all these new plants and spread them far and wide. Then the humans raced through the forest and picked up every piece of rubbish and steel and metal and plastic they had dropped and they got rid of it all. And by the time the sun began to set on Noodlewood, there was so much life and love in the air that every living creature couldn't help but sing. They were spellbound. They were flabbergasted. Never had so many animals, humans and magical creatures worked together to save Noodlewood. <sighs> all exhausted, but so, so happy. Jack, Horace and Jemima knew that they would find their way home sometime. But for now, the forest 
with all of this new life needed them more. Oh, well. Oh, wow. That's it, you beautiful people. This is the last story of season one of the Hoof McGraws of Noodlewood. If you want to take part in the next season, then go down to the show notes. There's a link to Waffle Free Stories for Kids on my site. Just fill in the big orange form and that's it, you're taking part. So the website is www.tinaconstant.com. That is T-I-N-A-K, like a big K, O-N-S-T-A-N-T.com. Go visit there and join for the next time. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, from Ghana to New Guinea, America to Asia, South Africa to Scotland, Australia to Austria, everyone can take part. Follow the links in the show notes to the big orange form and send me your words. I will see you in the next series. Hug the people you love and have the best day ever. (laughs) I'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.